I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I don't have to talk about crime. We can talk about whatever we want. I'm Paul, that's John. And Dad, one of the things that I would say defines you as a person is your kind of ongoing, uh, is it a hobby? Is it an obsession with getting frequent flyer points with Qantas? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And they're not a sponsor. This is just a thing that you love. I love it. Doing. Because okay. I'm, I'm very obsessive. Yeah. and Like, like you. <laughs> that is you actually... are so obsessive, Paul. It's actually scary. And I, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I love it. When I watch you go to karate mm. and collect vinyl records. Yeah. And the way you just, oh God, it's so funny. It's like looking at a mirror and it freaks me out. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, I'd like to think part of it's the ADHD, but I think part of it is just, yeah, genetic. We do get really, really into things. You're, you are so into getting frequent flyer points. And I think partly because you will rock up at the airport and you will kind of not shame Tegan, but you will rub your frequent flyer status in her face like someone dropping a, like a metal black credit card on, on a countertop and watching people's reactions. Like you really love being part of that club. What's your what's your status right now? Paul, are you Oh God. Am I gonna be upset if you say anything that's where Tegan has more points than me? No, no, I because I d I don't think she there's no oh, way cool. she does. What, um what do you, you mean? By, well yes. I don't want to sound like a tosser, so maybe it's not but anyway, look, I worked bloody hard to get that, but that, yeah. I haven't travelled in a long time and Qantas have been toing and froing as to what to do with everyone's status, whether they just keep it on hold or so. It's a bit complicated at the moment, but yes, I do have that and I've got a few, fair few points, but mm. you know, I was doing a lot of travelling up to uh, to Asia. Yes, because you live in, well, you and mum have a house in Thailand, that's, mm. you know. But I mean, look, travelling with Qantas is something that, Look, we only really we try and fly Qantas when we can. We we you know we we like the airline. Problematically though, I got a little ping. Well, Tegan got a ping on her news alerts for Qantas related crime story, and I thought I would read it because I think it's the most fucking bonangos thing I've seen in recent years in terms of aviation related news. Hmm. Do you know about this story? Am I am I surprising you here? Would you be surprised if I said you're not surprising me? Okay, well, I'd like you to act surprised, but then I'd like to actually just discuss this crazy story because it's got an Australian angle, it's got a crime angle, and I feel like, given that none of us can travel right now anyway, it's sort of pertinent, Hmm. okay? 
Yep. Crime agencies believe Qantas has been infiltrated by bikies and other organized crime groups to facilitate drug importation and other activities that pose a risk to national security. A classified federal law enforcement intelligence operation codenamed Project Brunello, that's weird, I mean, given the airport, it should have been Project Brunetti's, has determined that a significant number of Qantas staff, up to 150, are linked to criminality. This operation describes suspected wrongdoing that is serious and represents a very high threat to the Australian border. Officials... Okay, so it looks like... Oh, shit. Official sources briefed on the findings but unable to speak publicly due to confidentiality requirements said among the most concerning of the suspected trusted insiders within Qantas is a common Shero motorcycle gang affiliate who is linked to international drug cartel boss Hakan Ayik. This person is working in a mid-level managerial position at Qantas Sydney Airport Operations, and the intelligence suggests he has recruited criminals into the airline to help import narcotics. Now, Dad, I don't know about you, but at no point have I been waiting for a drink to be served to me on a flight and just had a massive man built like a brick shit house wearing one of those beautiful stewardess outfits. Just excuse me, can I get you a coffee? I mean, this is not a this is not a position I've expected to find a common share of biker in, but there is a photo here of one of these criminals. He's like he's huge. He looks like Dave Batista. He looks like I mean, have you in your many, many comical number of hours going through Qantas flights. Have you ever encountered anyone who looks like a common sharer? Uh, no. However, you recall in in loose units, there was Julian, myself, and Dave. Yeah. Well, Dave became a very, very uh, honest and and very competent detective, and he worked in a couple of the the squads. Um, some really, really heavy-duty stuff, and he ultimately left the New South Wales Police Force and joined Qantas as an investigator. I did invest. Wow. Yeah. So they actually have a team or had a team of highly skilled, um, generally ex-detectives from various agencies, mm-hmm. and they're... I mean, it's, it's going to probably shock a few people listening to this, but their entire brief was the investigation of serious crime within the organisation. Okay, so right. that's not that's that's serious crime within Qantas. It's it's it stands to reason. I mean, there have been many, many cases over the years where uh, cabin crew um, were involved in illegal activities because there was a time with cabin crew where you know you're flying all over the world and you just bring the gear. Because I guess the security was fairly lax in terms of the crew. You know, just because you're wearing a pilot's uniform mm. doesn't mean, uh, you know, you're squeaky clean. You know, if you're... I mean, the head of the New South Wales Crime Commission is now in jail. So, you know, we have members of clergy in jail. We have doctors, psychiatrists in jail. So it it, 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 it goes across all professions. There are no... There are no professions in this world that are sort of immune from from bad eggs. I mean, there are cops in jail, you know, the people course, meant to enforce yeah. the law. But I mean, okay, so let's say you are, let's say you're a flight stewardess, right? Or mm. you're a, you know, a, a captain or whatever. Mm. Yep. And a drug cartel says, we will pay you X number of dollars to just, you know, take a, like a, a backpack full of whatever mm. across... Mm. 
from you know from point A to point B, and and you mm. find out for six months you're doing a kind of shift where you are going between two kind of interesting locations. Mm. It'd be true. I mean, because the film Tarantino's film Jackie Brown is based around the idea that a, a that a flight steward basically says yes to that, and she mm. acts as a kind of low level drug mule. But what I find interesting is that these people are getting into kind of managerial positions, right? Mm. I mean, mm. it says here, individuals identified include a Hells Angel-linked figure in the Northern Territory who is working as a Qantas contractor. Mm. He is the subject of intelligence indicating he previously infiltrated Defense Department flights that were subcontracted to Qantas. Uh, so I find it interesting that they are getting into the middle. I mean, because I've always had a middle management, Dad. You've never really had a like an office job. So you've, yeah. I, I don't know if you... The closest person in the loose units kind of universe to a David Brent style pedant, like a middle management, like a petty small person is Len Beter, I would say. Mm, mm. Uh, and I can see someone like Len Beter kind of turning because, you know, you've got a chip on your shoulder. You're not really, but that's someone who's already there and is getting reached out to. What this is saying is that they've got people who then infiltrated, right? Mm, mm. So you've got people applying for these jobs, presumably. I mean, Paul, <clears throat> on the um, lower north shore of Sydney, mm. and the equivalent in Melbourne is, let's say, Turak. Yeah. Here's a fun fact for everyone. Bikey gangs and organised crime in Sydney, mm -hmm. be it Middle Eastern crime gangs, mark my words, everyone, a lot of these heavy, super heavy, let's call them gangsters, but that's a little bit... Par se, a bit cliched. Mm -hmm. I mean, l just look at the incredible arrests going down at the moment in Australia as a result of that app, which is pretty amazing. Now, the thing is that. Sorry, which app? Oh, the FBI created this app and they fed it to a couple of key international criminals that then recommended it. But the thing is that it could be it could be um, hacked. So they've got about, I think it's about 25 million messages in real time and no. they're doing these big arrests all over the world. It's the biggest uh, criminal bust in Australia's history. Wow. At least the last few hundred years. Shit. Um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. But so the thing is, Paul and listeners, that when you are dealing in, in, in scum, filth, dirty, grubby, you know, drugs, whatever it is, and there's always a, a demand. Criminals always sort of, you know, they need an income and they get it. So mm -hmm. if you sort of legalise, decriminalise a certain aspect of your enterprise, you simply move on to other forms, i.e. extortion, etc. Um, you know, Commonwealth fraud, mm. Centrelink, setting up bogus. Look, there are just, it's, it's infinite. So my point was that a lot of these families send their children to the very best schools in Sydney and Melbourne and other capital cities. So there are children going to top schools probably all over the world, but definitely in Australia. Whose his parents are criminals. Are, 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 are criminals. And, and, um, and would not hesitate, some of them, some of their fathers wouldn't hesitate in blowing your brains out. But, that, but to them, that's just their job. How do you contend with, I mean, let's say you've got a... Let's say you've got a kid who goes to school and comes back and goes, oh, "I got this new, uh, I got this new friend," and then they, I mean, had shit because I, <laughs> I remember, Paul, Paul, do you remember when you were, um, I think it was you, yeah, you remember you had a certain friend in Sydney, and you 
accidentally were exposed to the father's collection of prestige cars? No, I'm I, I'm I'm almost certain that you're talking about Mark. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but, think, but- Dad, think about the big, gorgeous nerds I was friends with. I mean, I was not, and whereas Mark is. A more new Mark had a more nuanced experience growing up. I think, mm. uh, yeah. But, I th- but this, mm, but this particular family yeah. in Sydney have a very, very reputable front. Okay, everyone thinks that they 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 have a certain business, yeah. which is legitimate. Uh-huh. And then uh, this particular family had this underground car park with about five Ferraris, right? in it and accidentally like the the son just for fun decided to show mark this like a bat cave and in this secret hideout were these priceless incredibly expensive motor vehicles right that that did not correlate with the father's legitimate income and the father found out and, and how- completely had a brain snap right and and mark recounted that story and mark was probably 12 Christine and I, upon hearing the story, immediately knew the backstory, and then I, I I was a bit 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 naughty. I actually got Mark, and I actually got Mark in the car, and we drove around because I wanted to check this place out. Hang on, and so I, you you took it's like an undercover operative has come back and said, "Oh, my cover's blown," and you're like, "Can we just go and do one more lap?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I and I because I was so fascinated by the story. Yeah, it's a story that is so. And then, of course, a lot of things tied in. I'm, I'm, I've got to be very careful what I say, Paul. But certain things to do with the funeral industry that I was involved in. Yeah, began to make sense. Wait, well, the, wait, I'm not, hang on. I'm not so gonna, the, there were links here, but you don't want to say what there they, were links between certain families in a certain part of Sydney. Uh-huh. And and uh, okay. Why oh, can't gonna, you? Why can't okay. you just? Yeah. No, I'm going to say it. All right. It's the M word. Um. Yeah, I think I think we all know what the M word is. I'm just I was trying to think of a funny <clears throat> version of what the M word could be. But okay, so the M word, M for ma- mafia. Uh, yep. Yeah, you just said it. And we we once did this this funeral <laughs> on the northern beaches, Paul. Yeah. And I and I was actually I'm at this incredibly big funeral. It was it was. There were between 500 and 1,000 people there. Mm -hmm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You remember the time I told you that I got my dad in his ill-fitting light blue suit? Yes. I, I roped him in because we had to we had to relocate a lead-lined coffin from one crypt to another. And these things, it was like a six to eight man lift. They're lead-lined. This was a monster. The Batesville made of bronze, weighed hundreds of kilos, excluding the body inside. And there was a procession of hundreds of people and everyone was paying respect to a particular person. And I said, not naively, but I was curious because this person was getting some over-the-top, sugar-laden, gilded treatment. And I was taken aside by, by someone that knew what they were talking about and explained to me that this guy was actually the Don. He was the numero uno. Well, Don means father and you had your Don there as well, so it's kind of thematically on, on point. Mm. And I And I... Got to see this person in the flesh. Right. So it's all real. There's not, you know, look, in my business of picture hanging, and I've often wanted to talk about this, Paul, and we could do a whole two years of podcasts on this. Okay. I have been picture hanging now for close to 20 years. Can you imagine the places I've been in, the things I've seen? And I have worked for some very, very dodgy people. And the first thing I do with these, I mean, I work with, I have worked for people that have got one person I work for has got three bodyguards and every single time I've ever been to any of his multiple houses because he moves every six months, mm. he has different cars, all, none of them registered in New South Wales. And and people sometimes look at me quizzically, but then I say to them, hang on a second, let's, let's just cut to the chase here. You can be a criminal, a gangster, a high court judge, a doctor, a plumber, and have really, really good taste. Just because you're a bad person, mm. and that's a very grey word, um, doesn't mean to say you can't have exquisite taste. Look at that guy that Julian and I arrested, you know, the, the jewel guy. Oh, the, the cardigan and the jewellery penis, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and he was well-educated. I know the school he went to, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to mention. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's so interesting and, and, and also, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to, cause it's, I mean, it's so obvious to me. And that is that if you want to offload shitloads of cash, yeah, you buy good art and I can promise you that if you walk into any decent auction house, you've bought something. And you've got a shitload of cash on you. You hand the cash over at the auction house, and you walk out with the item. 
and you've just washed that money. Right, or laundered. Okay, so... Or laundered, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So let's just wind back to this bat cave full of Ferraris because mm. you... Okay, so Mark comes back home, explains what he's seen, explains the reaction. Did he say mm. anything else that kind of, you know, twigged anything in your head? Oh, well, he didn't really need to say a lot more in that he described the cars. Mm-hmm. He described the... Oh, and the, another interesting part of this story... Yes. And this is really smart. It reminds me of my days when I lived in Jakarta. And that is that quite often in Indonesia and a lot of countries, I imagine, particularly Asian countries and perhaps to a lesser extent, perhaps Southern Italy and, 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 and perhaps in certain Eastern European countries, if you are crooked on the take, sometimes what you'll do is you'll build a magnificent home, mm-hmm. like a fortress in a shitty area. And I went to some of the most extraordinary houses in Jakarta that were basically in slums. What's the rationale behind that? Trying to keep a low profile in terms of your work colleagues. Right. You don't move, you don't move into a ritzy area. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, as Paul Hogan famously said, and Paul, this is one of my favourite... I've got a few phrases. Oh, yes. Well, he said... Yeah, I'm, I know the phrase you're about to say. He said, that's not a knife, this is a knife. Which I think is very applicable here. Paul, that's not what he said. (laughs) Paul, can I say it? He's at a press conference. A journalist says, "Um, but what on earth could be better than being rich and famous? And he said, rich and anonymous. And I have worked for some people in this city that live in the most... I mean, I was doing a job for a guy and he was an interesting character. He lived in what I would describe as a... I'm going to be very polite here and say a nondescript suburb way, way out west in the most mundane of streets. In other words, if I was to take you there now blindfolded and then take the blindfold off when we're in that street, you'd have no idea where we were. We're just in a nondescript street. Every city has these streets. The house was totally nondescript, but boy, oh boy. When we went inside his house, style oozed from every corner and he we got along really well and then he took me into the garage and he had a white brand new Ferrari. I'm talking, you know, six, seven hundred thousand bucks. At the time worth more than the house. Go figure. Isn't it fascinating? You like Ferraris, don't you? Um not nowhere near as much as Porsches, right? But um, interesting. Yeah, I just, I just, I just love beautiful engineering. But that, that's that's an aside. So I guess you know, if you've got lots of money, why wouldn't you educate your children at the finest schools? Get them into university. Get them into accounting. Get them into law, and then they can become part of the the establishment. Your statement. Your statement that you think it's smart for a criminal with lots of money to build basically a castle in the middle of a slum, I think is, I disagree because I'm looking at places like Turak going, you could blend in so easily here because like you said, if you have enough money and you can, you can affect the kind of trappings of being just one of the, one of the other, because there's so much new money in these areas, right? You just kind of, you just blend in. And then once you have kids, they're legit. 
right? They, yeah. provided they don't carry on with the family business, th- that kind of washes out. And before you know it, 30 years later, they're just another rich family, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter what they did. Whereas if you're in a slum, it's like the raid redemption. It's like the one, if you rock up in a place going, where are the bad mafia guys? You're going to look at the towering crystal compound and that's where you're going to lock and load and run into. But mm. what I found interesting about this Ferrari store, well, first of all, when you went back with Mark, what did you see? Oh, look, I just saw a fairly, I mean, a pleasant house. Mm. Um, it had it had good views. It was a, it was a monster house. It was, it was gargantuan. Yeah. Uh, but there was clearly, you know, something that, that was there that you couldn't see, but I needed to just I needed to know for myself, okay. and I was I was really really interested because it's a fairly it's a very well known family, and you know it's it's kind of it's like those detectives at North Sydney that you know when I used to come in on the weekends and I'd see through the back window of the detectives office in Babcock House you'd see a lot of the prestige cars these detectives owned yeah and I. And it just didn't equate to their salaries. There's a rundown of some of those in Electric Blue, actually. You go into that garage. It's, um... Oh, brilliant. Just on, on an aside, but mm. I, I, you know how we all have little, you know how we sort of have fantasies and we imagine certain scenarios and, you know, we go through life and there are certain things that trigger certain thoughts. And I'm, I'm sharing, I'm about to share something with you and the listeners that is fairly personal. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. It's not, it's not titillating. It's not incredibly exciting but it'll give you and the listeners yet a little bit more insight into how my brain works and that is that I spend a lot of time by myself walking in my ute when I get some free time which is not that often because I work seven days a week I'll I love to walk the streets with the camera take snaps I'm a very observant person and one of the things that I fantasize almost fantasize about is having a house or a warehouse or an old sort of condemned factory or something but inner Sydney that looks from the outside absolutely terrible, untouched, um, you know, just paint falling off, shitty old door, but I fantasise about walking through that door and creating something like on a movie set because you know that movie sets, they're not real and when you've got a fantastic movie set and then you pull back and realize shit that's just a set and they dismantle it sometimes they do that for fun within the film Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i think about the potential and the anonymity of having something incredibly vibrant and exciting and and just so stylish behind a facade of drabness and i when i whenever i see mainly terraces or run run down sort of small uh you know old garages and things like that in the city I think about doing something like that, and I think that'd be really exciting because I think that anonymity is is pretty cool. You know, what's interesting is that Jackie Chan back in the nineties posted this kind of interview where he brings this film crew to this shitty warehouse in this rundown suburb of Hong Kong, and it's just this it's just nondescript. And he opens this roller door, and he's secretly basically renovated the inside to convert it into being his apartment, and there's secret rooms. Uh, and he does a full walkthrough. This, he, you know, and he says it's inspired by Batman and Superman and whatever. So you know, he pulls kind of levers, and there's a wardrobe f- filled entirely with his kind of hats and shoes that he's collected over the years. And there's, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Um, he basically wanted to have 
a secret place to get away from fans. But he ended mm. up kind of just building this fantasy secret house in this really... So, I mean, that is, I guess that is kind of the same thing that an organized crime boss might do. But just to tie it back, Dad, I remember once when you were doing an antique call and you had, I don't remember whether Anne or Mark were there, but I spent hours at this house while you were doing this quote. And it was a rich person's house in the suburbs of Sydney. And I was playing Super Nintendo. I was playing F-Zero with this rich kid. And I got real mafia vibes from these people but maybe that's because you'd made some sort of joke or something. But anyway, they were insanely rich. And now I'm sitting here thinking maybe maybe the garage story was was me? Um, mm, interesting. Does the, yeah. I mean, did, did you ever take I'll, us to antique I'll, calls? Um, yes. Look, I'll, I'll talk to mum. Yeah. Uh, and I, because I, my gut feeling mm. is that it actually was you. Right. But look, I'll, I'm going to confirm that. But look, just before we go. Because we've mentioned mafia, yeah. if perhaps we can finish with a little anecdote. Okay. When I was doing my, well, I still am. I'm still, I've still got the picture hanging business. Mm. But you know the two guys from Atlassian? You've heard about them? No. <clears throat> okay, they're very wealthy. They're in the Forbes rich list. They're pretty young guys. And anyway, one of them bought Lady Fairfax's house for $100 million about, I think, two, maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. And his mate, it's two guys, they met at Sydney University. Um, Julia Zamiro just did a wonderful piece on, you know how she goes around and takes people back when they were young and runs through their childhood history? Mm. Have you seen that show? Uh, yes. She's, she's wonderful. So anyway, the guy that bought Lady Fairfax's house for a hundred, I can hardly say it, for a hundred million dollars, well, I many years ago, went to Lady Fairfax's house and she opened the front door and behind her was a Rodan bronze worth, um, I have no idea, but in the tens and tens and many tens of millions of dollars. And it was it was in this vestibule and the vestibule was tiled and it had that sort of Beautiful antique, smoky glass French mirrors with gilding, kind of really, just so classy. And she's standing there, and she looks at me and she says, "Oh, um, you know, what are you here for?" And I said, "Lady Fairfax, I'm here to hang a painting for you." And she looked at me and she said to me, "Oh, you'll have to use the tradesman's entrance." So I put my all my gear down and I said. And I sort of processed the whole thing and spoke to her fairly firmly and basically said, if, I'm, if I don't come in the front door, I'm going home. Seriously, I thought, you, what a... I was so pissed off. But then that reminded me of another story, which involves a bit of malicious damage, where definitely a family connected to, let's just say, a very dodgy business. Uh, they They were very, very wealthy, but... They, they weren't super classy and they'd commissioned a an artist to do a portrait of them in their massive, almost like a ballroom that was so bad, this painting, it was, I was embarrassed for them. I, I don't think the person had ever painted anything before. They just got this person into, it was just frightening and they paid a lot of money for it. But on my way up the path to their front door, there was a bifurcation in the path. And there was a gnome standing at the intersection 
at the Y mm-hmm. with a sign. This gnome is holding a sign that says tradesman that way with an arrow pointing off to the left. Whereas I was going to the right, obviously, because I don't, I ignore that. And I actually was so pissed off that I kicked the gnome. I kicked it over. So the gnome, yeah. the sign was actually pointing down into the ground. So the, the gnome was lying on its side, staring stupidly. And I just went round to the right. And when I knocked on the door to these, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very restrained in how I describe these people. But the look on their faces when they opened the door to see that I'd had the audacity to ignore the gnome. Can you believe this? Well, you can't ignore gnomes, Dad. I mean, I love gnomes and I feel bad and just FYI, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't put the gnome back when I walked past him. I just left him lying there because I found that whole... I mean... <laughs> You know what's interesting is that uh, Tegan's dad is a trader. He's a house painter, and he has uh, he has done this exact same thing. He has um, basically told them that if they want him to go, because he used to do um, house painting in places like Turak, and he had someone once tell him that he had to go through the tradesman's entrance, and he said, "Well, fine, I'm leaving then." Uh, and, he, and he called their bluff, and they said he can go through the front door. <laughs> and he yeah, said, "I mean, honestly, I mean, fair, yeah. for, for God's sake." Yeah. In fact, I but think anyway. he was. I think it was a big job with other tradespeople, and they didn't stand up for themselves. And the person running the job, the rich person, basically then let him come in the main door and made them keep going through the tradesman's entrance. Like, mm. if they wanted to come through the main door, they had to stand up for themselves. It was mm. weird. It was like this. It was very odd. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know whether you're accusing Lady Fairfax of being an organised criminal. Otherwise, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, what I wanted to do was kind of just wrap things up with an acknowledgement of this story that we started with, and that is about Qu- about Qantas being infiltrated by criminals. Now, just quickly, will you the second we can fly again, the second we can fly overseas again, will you now be keeping out a leery eye for, you know? For sketchy folks working at Qantas, or will you pretty much just continue as you as you were? You mean to say that if I'm in flying and a hairy knuckled hostess passes yep. me a a wine, mm-hmm. will I then perhaps look up and expect to see a an off duty bikey? Yeah, smiling at me. Yeah, will I be keeping an eye out? I think it's hard not to. Or maybe if you notice that the plane you're about to catch has been lowered and has you know, NOS installed and lights along the rims, then you've probably hmm. got a got a crim as a captain. Um, hmm. But look, I, th- I found that story really interesting. I just think it's super weird. And one of the things this article says is that even though lockdown, even though COVID has kind of aggressively reduced the amount of flights, that doesn't that hasn't really affected uh, the intake of of people. It says here the report also warns that the COVID nineteen pandemic may create further opportunities for crime groups to target Qantas and its staff. Even with declining overseas passenger travel, the threat of trusted insiders in Qantas will continue to be very high. Mm, now, fascinating. I, I hope this all kind of pans out well because I bloody love Qantas, and I, you know, it's you know those ads with the singing children kind of dotting our landscape. I feel real patriotic a, in a way. So. It's a lovely song. Yeah, it's a nice it song. Yep. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to this very odd episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Stay safe, and we will see you on Tuesday for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Catch you around like a wristle. Fuck, that's new. 
Mm. I thought I'd try some new material. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.